Well, hello, it is Friday, 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 September 1st, 2023, Friday, September 1st, 2023, Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Briefly, we're expecting an announcement today, the number of people unaccounted for uh, following those uh, deadly fires in Maui uh, may drop below 50. Uh, They've been connecting uh, names with people. Uh, The death toll from the fires remains at 115. Uh, I guess we could probably assume those missing are also dead. Uh, but let's see what the announcement is. It should be today. We'll see. And don't forget also, it is Friday. Don't forget to look for that flaming uh, Friday, flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when uh, uh, politicians throw something out there in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. And they won't have to deal with it on Monday. We'll see if that happens today. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say how much I appreciate you so much? Really, I do. Thank you so much for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops or, or X to me or whatever it is to me on formerly known as Twitter uh, at Cyberclops C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on, like I said, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, By the way, perfect weekend if you're visiting family and uh, they're right wingers, you can introduce them to me and then they'll come and argue with me. It'll be your, your way of silently getting back at them and I get to take care of it for you. Uh, you know, fighting, uh, uh, arguing with uh, Republicans about the Republican Party and what they actually are is like beating your head against the wall. It feels good for a while. You know, pounding your head on the wall feels good for a while, but after a while you get a headache, you know? Uh, let's start as we usually do with the uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, said there could not be sustainable peace in Ukraine unless Kyiv regains control of Russian-occupied territories, including Crimea, which of course is a non-starter for Russia, so it looks like war will not be ending anytime soon. Uh, A follow-up to that BAE story yesterday that uh, UK... um, Uh, arms manufacturer, the Kremlin says any facilities producing weapons used against Russia would become military targets after UK defense contractor BAE Systems decided to establish itself in Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said, of course, any facilities for the production of weapons, especially if these weapons fire at us, they become objects of special attention for our military. The head of Russia's space agency, Roscosmos, says the country's Sarmat intercontinental ballistic missiles capable of carrying 10 or more nuclear warheads have been put on combat duty. A little bit of saber rattling there. A senior Ukrainian official says drone strikes on Russian soil will increase and that recent such attacks showed that the war was gradually shifting to Russia. In an interview, presidential advisor Mikhailo Podlyak also ruled out peace talks for now, saying any negotiations would result in capitulation 
on the part of Ukraine. As for Russia, there is an increasing number of attacks by unidentified drones launched from the territory of the Russian Federation, and the number of these attacks will increase. Because this is the stage of war when hostilities are gradually being transferred to the territory of the Russian Federation. Them's fighting words. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, of course, they are still hobbled because some of their equipment cannot be fired towards the Russian Federation. I mean, when, if Russia ups something, if they do something even more egregious as possible, the EU or the United States will say, OK, you know what? Go ahead. Use my uh, our weapons inside Russia. Let's see what happens. Uh, the Danish Ministry of Foreign Affairs says Denmark will cap the number of Russian diplomats allowed at the Copenhagen Embassy to five and administrative uh, staff to 20. The ministry said in a statement, the decision to introduce uh, parity in the size of the two embassies means that the Russian embassy in Copenhagen must reduce its current staffing. The Danish ministry said the negotiations have not led to results due to repeated Russian attempts to include visa requests for Russian intelligence officers as part of those negotiations. In other words, Russia keeps on trying to put intelligence officers there, and they don't want intelligence officers there, of course. Russian Foreign Ministry, uh, Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov said work has begun on providing free grain to six African countries, uh, speaking at a meeting with students and teaching staff at Moscow's, Moscow State Institute of Politechnia uh, of International Relations, uh, Lavrov said, uh, by the way, speaking of food security, practical work is now being organized to implement free supplies of Russian grain, as announced by Putin at the Russian-African Summit to the six most needy African countries. He clarified that the plan is to supply up to 50,000 tons of grain to each country. Moreover, uh, moreover, we also uh, pay overhead costs and delivery of the free shipment. You likely won't be able to buy your way out of the all the negative publicity. Uh, but uh, this is indeed... They are having trouble selling the grain anyway, Right? Uh, at, at losses, at losses, uh, because the uh, the market is quite flooded um, because of uh, Ukraine is trying to get rid of all their their grain, and and they've also uh, uh, are having um, are undercutting uh, grain suppliers elsewhere. So um, they got to give it away anyway, right? And that's what they're doing. Um, and in giving it away, that also undercuts the price that Ukraine can make for their grain. Uh, Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov said Russia will block the final declaration at the G20 summit unless it reflects Moscow's position on Ukraine and other issues, forcing participants to issue a non-binding or partial communique. He said there will be no general declaration on behalf of all members if our position is not reflected. He added that the West had raised Ukraine in meetings preparing for the summit, to which Russia had replied that the issue is closed for us. Russia is still part of the G20 and has an ability to block wording on communiques and other documents 
uh, that are against them when it comes to the Ukraine war. And that's what that's all about. Local Ukrainian lawmaker Oleksiy Honcherenko said two ships have been spotted leaving the Odessa port. If the ships uh, successfully left Odessa's ports through the Black Sea, that they would be the third and fourth vessels to do so since Moscow withdrew from the Black Sea grain deal in July. They're trying to keep it really, really, really west in the Black Sea, as far away from Russia as possible. We shall see what happens. The U.S. says it has seen notable progress by Ukrainian forces in Zaporizhia. Uh, during the last uh, 20, uh, excuse me, 72 hours. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said, we have noted over the last 72 hours or so some notable progress by Ukrainian armed forces in the southern line of advancing coming out of the Zaporizhia uh, area, uh, Zaporizhia area, and they have achieved some success against the second line of Russian defenses. He added, that is not to say that they aren't mindful that they've still got some tough fighting ahead of them as they try to push push further south or that Russia could launch a counter effort. Now, as I've been saying, from Zaporizhia down to Melitopol and the Sea of Azov, because Melitopol is right next to the Sea of Azov, and then take out the Kerch Strait Bridge, Crimea will be cut off completely, except by ships that land with supplies, which remember that that one ship was taken out, taken out uh, uh, in the uh, Black Sea that did that, right? Uh, they took that out a couple weeks ago. Uh, a Ukrainian drone hit Kurchatov, uh, home to one of Russia's biggest nuclear power stations, but the plant was not damaged. It wasn't really close to the plant. Governor Roman uh, Starovoit said the drone damaged the facade of a building a few kilometers from the Kursk nuclear power station. There uh, are, he said, there are no casualties. The governor of the Russian uh, Peskov region said air defense units neutralized an unidentified object. Oh, poor aliens. Uh, Governor uh, Mikhail uh, Veternikov uh, posted a video on Telegram showing the incident. He said there had been no damage on the ground. A Russian long-range missile hit a private enterprise and wounded three people in Venetia. Uh, Governor uh, Sergei Borzov said on Telegram, Unfortunately, there are victims, three civilians. Uh, they are provided, uh, being provided with all necessary assistance. Uh, Kyiv's Air Force uh, also said it shot down a second missile fired during the overnight attack over the Kirovorod uh, region. At least one person was killed and another wounded in Kherson after Russian shelling. The regional governor, Alexander Prokudin, said on Telegram, over the past day, the enemy launched 61 attacks, firing 290 shells from mortars, artillery, tanks, grads, UAVs, and aircraft. Uh, the Russian military took aim at the residential quarters of the populated areas of the region. In Venetia, three people were wounded when a Russian missile struck a business. The regional governor, Sergei Borzov, said they are being provided with all necessary assistance. <sighs> now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. 12 minutes in. Our Proud Boys leader, Joe Biggs, got sentenced yesterday. Leader of the Proud Boys, who led the far-right organization's infamous march to the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, for the insurrection, has been sentenced to 17 years in prison. 
among the longest sentences handed down yet for a convicted rioter. Biggs was convicted by a Washington, D.C. jury. Uh, this was, what was that, a couple months ago? Of several charges, including seditious uh, conspiracy for attempting to forcibly prevent the peaceful transfer of power from Trump to Joe Biden after the 2020 election. A second member of the Proud Boys, former uh, Marine Zachary Rail, uh, the uh, president of his local Philadelphia chapter of the organization, was later sentenced uh, uh, yesterday to 15 years. District Judge Timothy Kelly said in handing down the sentence to Biggs, our constitution and laws give you so many important rights that Americans have fought and died for and that you yourself put on a uniform to defend. People around the world would give anything for these rights. He said Biggs broke our tradition of the peaceful transferring of power. The nature of the constitutional moment we were in that day is something that is so sensitive that it deserves a significant sentence. Uh, prosecutors initially asked Kelly to sentence Biggs to 33 years in prison, but Kelly went significantly below that request, saying that he didn't—he uh, did not want to minimize the violence that did occur during the Capitol attack, but that he had to be conscious of what other people had been sentenced to for conduct related to January 6, 2021, as to not create large or unwarranted disparities. In a passionate appeal to the judge, Biggs said, I know that I have to be punished and I understand, but added, please give me a chance. I beg you to take my daughter to school and pick her up. Uh, I know that I messed up that day, but I am not a terrorist. Uh, Biggs said that he was seduced by the mob and just moved forward. He said, I wanted to see what would happen. My curiosity got the best of me, and I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life. All five Proud Boys were found guilty of other charges related to the January 6th uh, attack, including obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging any duties, obstruction of law enforcement during civil disorder, destruction of government property, and aiding and abetting uh, during sentencing. Yesterday, the judge concluded that Rail was less of an arch architect than Biggs of the violent plot, but noted that Rail repeatedly lied on the stand during the trial. Kelly said that Rail denied pepper spraying a member of law enforcement, despite video clearly showing him shooting some kind of substance from a canister that looked like kind of pepper spray riders were using on the West Front. Kelly also slammed Rail for his utterly inconceivable testimony at trial that he thought rioters were merely looking for stages outside the building when they first breached the Capitol grounds that day. In other words, he was full of crap during the trial. Uh, Rail told Kelly, Judge Kelly, that he lost his military pension, his job since his arrest, and said, I might have lost everyone in this room, and depending on what happens today, that still might be a possibility, and that's entirely my fault. It wasn't just January 6th. It was the, the protests, the rallies. January 6th was just the icing on the, uh, on the uh, case. For what it's worth, I stand here today and say that I am done with all of it. I am done with politics. I am done peddling lies 
for other people who don't care about me. Presumably, he was referring to Donald Trump. Uh, Norman uh, Pattis, Ray's uh, uh, Rails, uh, lawyer, placed a large portion of blame for January 6th riot on Trump. Pattis said that Trump supporters who came to Washington, D.C. that day were given good reason by the highest official in the land to doubt the result of the 2020 presidential election. And he didn't think such long sentences were fair for taking your president seriously. While the judge agreed that public lies about election integrity were a very modest mitigating factor, he stressed that American citizens still have many, 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 many avenues to get justice. But obviously, he was calling out Trump. They were both calling out Trump. And they are still finding participants. Two and a half years later in the insurrection, a Fayetteville, Arkansas man was arrested Wednesday on charges in connection with the insurrection. Nathan Earl Hughes, 34 years old, was arrested in Fayetteville on four charges, including felony count of interfering with police during a civil disorder. The other three charges were misdemeanors. Hughes was charged August 18th in criminal complaint filed in the federal court uh, of the District of Columbia, but the case was sealed until his arrest on Wednesday. Hey, we knew it was coming. Remember, both Thomas and Alito filed extensions on their filings, uh, uh, for their filings to inform the public of the gifts they get from right-wing supporters. Yesterday, right-wing U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Uncle Tom, you can call him, revealed that we already knew that he took three flights on the private jet of conservative billionaire Harlan Crow last year, a disclosure that came more than four months after ProPublica reported that the justice had been accepting luxury trips from the Texas real estate magnet for decades. The trips are outlined in Thomas's uh, required financial disclosure for 2022, uh, but not all the tri trips in the past, mind you. Uh, last May, According to the document, Thomas flew on Crow's private jet to Dallas, where he delivered a keynote address at a conference held by the right-wing American Enterprise Institute. The disclosure states that the May flights to and from Dallas were by private plane for official travel because Thomas, secu Thomas's security detail recommended non-commercial travel whenever possible. Of course they did. They want a private jet too. <laughs> Citing increased security risk following the Dobbs opinion leak. That's why they said it. Uh, Kyle Herrig, a senior advisor to the progressive group Accountable.us, said in a statement, It's no surprise that Justice Thomas has kept up his decades-long cozy relationship with billionaire benefactor Harlan Crow with even more lavish jet rides and vacation reimbursements. For years, Thomas has used his position on our nation's highest court as a way to upgrade his own lifestyle, and that hasn't stopped. Ouch. Uh, Thomas, who has faced calls to resign over the gifts from Crow and other billionaires, also acknowledged in his filing that he inadvertently omitted bank account information and financial disclosures dating back to 2017. And that would include him selling his house to a mega donor uh, with his mother still in it, right? Living rent free. 
I wonder if that was disclosed. Uh, Thomas previously had to amend two decades of disclosures after he neglected to include information about his wife's income from conservative groups, including the Heritage Foundation. Yes, good old Jenny Thomas. Uh, Brett Edkins, Managing Director of Policy and uh, Political Affairs at Stand Up America, said, In a pathetic attempt to clear his name, Thomas's latest financial disclosures confirms his financial dependency on right-wing billionaires and his scorn for basic judicial ethics and common decency. It's no wonder the Supreme Court is mired in an unprecedented crisis of legitimacy. In the wake of ProPublica's uh, April reporting on Thomas's luxury trips on Crow's dime, the justice insisted he did not think the vacations needed to be reported on his annual financial disclosure form. Really? You didn't think it was important to note gifts from right-wing mega-donors? Earlier this month, ProPublica reported that during the three decades of the Supreme Court, Thomas has taken at least 38 destination vacations, including a previously unreported voyage on a yacht around the Bahamas, 26 private jet flights, plus an additional eight private flights by helicopter, a dozen VIP passes to professional and college sporting events, typically perched in a skybox, two stays at luxury resorts in Florida and Jamaica, and one standing invitation to an uber-exclusive golf club overlooking the Atlantic coast. And I would bet that golf club didn't used to take blacks. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes, you should make the song. I'd love to hear the lyrics. Uh, Fueled by outrage over ProPublica's revelations, the Senate Judiciary Committee approved Democratic legislation last month that would require the Supreme Court to adopt a binding code of ethics. And gee, what a surprise. What a shocker. Not a single Republican on the committee supported the bill. And it would die in the Republican House anyway. Right? Uh, So let's move on to Texas. Yesterday, a federal judge temporarily blocked uh, the state's law limiting public drag performances. U.S. District Judge David Hittner in Houston said the law, which was set to take effect on Friday, likely violates performers' constitutional rights to free speech. Duh. Right? (laughs) Hittner blocked the law pending the outcome of a lawsuit filed earlier this month by the American Civil Liberties Union. The ACLU's Texas chapter in a posting on formerly known as Twitter, said drag performers at LGBTQIA plus allied businesses belong in our state and Texas politicians have no right to censor our free expression. Uh, Paige Wiley, a spokeswoman for the Texas Attorney General's office, who, by the way, is <laughs> under indictment or something. What is, what is going on with the Texas Attorney General? Uh, uh, he's, he's, going, he's been in court lately. Uh, said the state would pursue all legal remedies in defense of the law. The people of Texas were appalled to learn of an increasing trend of obscene, sexually explicit so-called drag performances being marketed to families with children. Wait a minute. There are strip clubs in Texas. I drove through a town once in Texas where the only business in the entire a town was this giant sex shop. 
and you're worried about a few guys in drag? The Texas law prohibits lewd or sexualized performances utilizing accessories or prosthetics that exaggerate male or female sexual uh, characteristics. So people can't have boob jobs now? I, in public or presence of minors, people can't have boob jobs in front of minors? Really? Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, a Republican and staunch supporter of the law, said when it was passed in April that it would prevent children from being scarred for life by being exposed to sexually charged drag shows. Like they aren't already scarred for life from right-wing Texas laws. Right? Moving on. Uh, the Fulton County Georgia uh, Judge Scott McAfee, overseeing the sprawling 2020 election interference racketeering case against Trump and 18 co-defendants, says that all proceedings in his courtroom related to the case will be live-streamed and allowed to be televised. Hell yeah, some fun reality TV during the writer's strike. Uh, in a court hearing yesterday, Superior Court of Fulton County Judge Scott McAfee, who was assigned to the case, said he would make all hearings uh, and possible trials available to be broadcast on the Fulton County uh, Court U uh, YouTube channel. McAfee also said that he would allow broadcast news media to have a pool camera. Uh, neither defense attorneys nor prosecutors appeared in court to uh, oppose the news media's request for cameras. McAfee's ruling is limited to the Fulton County state case. That would not include any cases moved to federal court. Uh, U.S. District Judge uh, Steve Jones could rule at any time on the Meadows bid to move the Fulton County election superv uh, supervision case to federal court. We shall see what happens. Uh, so someone asked me, what happens if Mitch McConnell retires? It was like, it was like Republicans saw it coming in 2020. They knew he was getting up there and they knew it was going to be a problem. The laws changed in his home state of Kentucky in 2020. Uh, GOP legislatures in his uh, uh, home state of Kentucky, with his backing, made it illegal for anyone but a Republican to replace him, despite the objection of Governor Andy Bashir. In 2021, Bashir attempted to veto the bill that would have restricted his power to replace a U.S. senator with someone of his choosing if the senator were to resign or die before their term was up. But the state Republican-run legislature overrode Bashir's veto, with McConnell strongly backing the effort. Under the approved Senate Bill 228, the governor of Kentucky would now be required to choose someone of the same political party as the senator who left their, uh, uh, as the senator who left their job when temporarily filling a vacant seat. Before that, the governor could decide on anyone to replace the seat. Uh, as far as in the Senate, John Thune of South Dakota would likely become the new Senate GOP leader. But we shall see. There's a couple others in the mix that could happen. Uh, Texas. Again, Texas. We talked about ERCOT, the Energy Reliability Council of Texas, which is, it's funny that it's named Energy Reliability Council of Texas with all the problems that they have. Uh... Numerous times. Problems. Uh, it's a private entity and separate from the U.S. grid. There have been many failures that Ted Cancun Cruz can, you know, he could attest to. Yesterday, remember all those people that died in Texas a couple of years ago while Ted Cancun Cruz was in Cancun? 
Uh, yesterday, motivated by the summer's extreme heat and devastating winter storms a couple of years ago, Democratic Texas Congressman Greg Cesar, or Cesar announced that he is working on federal legislation to connect the state to uh, the National uh, Electric Grid. About 90% of Texas is uh, covered by ERCOT, while the rest of the continental United States is served by the Eastern Interconnection and the Western Interconnection, which are divided by the Rocky Mountains. But connecting to the grid would make Texas have to stick to federal standards as well as consumer protections. And you know how Republicans hate consumer protections. Uh, Cesar's office explained in a statement yesterday, the state has long refused to connect its grid in an attempt to avoid federal standards and consumer protections. Uh, Texas's grid garnered national attention when it failed in February 2021 during the winter storm URI. The Texas Department of State Health Services put the official death toll at 246 people. But BuzzFeed News estimated the cold conditions and power outages may have killed 700 people while Ted Cruz was in Cancun. Well, honestly, they've been getting better. But can you trust, because they've been using renewable energy, so they're getting better. Uh, but can you trust a private corporation to do the right thing? Uh, because of high demand, people have been hit with bills running thousands of dollars. Two years later, the Texas power grid survived another close call last week, barely avoiding rolling blackouts, according to uh, Texas Public Radio. That came amid unprecedented extreme heat that scientists say is tied to humanity's continued use of climate-wrecking fossil fuels, including what's used in the Texas grid. In addition to pushing for legislation to connect Texas to the national grids, Cesar has joined with Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, AOC Rocks, and Senator Ed Markey from Massachusetts to fight for the connecting hard-to-reach areas with renewable-generated energy, the CHARGE Act, which would establish infrastructure needed to boost reliability, cut costs, and spark clean energy innovation. Hopefully, we will get that. Uh, Biden heads to Florida tomorrow to tour the damage from Hurricane Idalia. Uh, I wonder if he'll meet DeSantis in some sort of awkward encounter. That would be cool. Uh, he talked about global warming recently when asking for more money for weather disasters and wildfires. Uh, of course, that Republicans deny is going on. Uh, climate campaigners this week have uh, again asked Biden to declare a climate emergency. If he did it in Florida, it would be more difficult for Republicans to come out against it, but I'm sure they'll find a way. After the president yesterday confirmed his upcoming trip to Florida, the youth-led Sunrise Movement wrote on social media that Biden must declare a climate emergency and do everything he can to prevent future disasters now. White House Homeland Security Advisor Liz Sherwood Randall told reporters yesterday that Biden will visit the areas most impacted by the storms and has been receiving regular updates uh, from her and Federal Emergency Management Agency, uh, FEMA, uh, FEMA Administrator uh, Deanne Criswell, on the latest developments with Hurricane Idalia, and also, of course, with the ongoing recovering operations in Hawaii on the island of Maui. Uh, I don't have to tell you. We're already in a climate emergency. I don't have to tell you that. You already know. You and I already know all this. But don't worry. Republicans keep telling me that global warming does not exist. It's just a hoax. There's nothing going on here. 
So there's nothing to worry about. With the new NLRB decision that we just talked about, was it, was it earlier this week or last week? I think it was earlier this week. It's tougher for corporations to not bargain with union representatives. Yesterday, the United Auto Workers uh, uh, Union filed unfair labor practice charges against General Motors and Stellantis, accusing them of illegally refusing to bargain in good faith as the union seeks substantial wage increases and benefit improvements. Late yesterday, UAW President Sean Fain announced the charges during a live spring. There are only two weeks left before the current contract expires. The UAW outlined its demands, as I reported a month ago. Uh, They included 46% wage increase over four years, more paid time off, and the elimination of tiers that leave newer workers with paltry pay and benefits. Fain said, both General Motors and Stellantis have failed to give us any economic counters. A GM and Stellantis willful refusal to bargain in good faith is not only insulting and counterproductive, it's also illegal. That's why today our union filed unfair labor practice charges, uh, ULPs, against both GM and Stellantis with the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, Usually, corporations will begin negotiating once their backs are up against the wall. Uh, this should help put their backs there. We shall see. Anyway, that's it. Don't forget Friday. Look for that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, but that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, September 1st, 2023. Friday, September 1st, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you if you can today or this weekend. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm.